What's up, everyone? This is your host, as always, Brian Lubin. Today is a bit of a non-traditional episode for the Action Academy podcast because today what I want to do is almost a documentation episode. So think of this as a live, in public, um, open kimono journaling session uh, for me in an audio format. So what I'm doing today is I'm essentially documenting. I've got 10 points here, and each point goes back and forth between a win or a positive prediction I have for my own future, and then it's a struggle. So I'm going to alternate between different things that I'm going through. My intention with this episode is for you guys to really get to know me at an intimate level uh, to where there is nothing kind of left. Like This will be me in today's episode, and also uh, for me listening back on this a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, because that's the cool thing about podcasts is that they're evergreen. So Mr. Beast, uh, for people that don't know, he's the most famous YouTuber there is, the highest streamed YouTuber. And he made videos where it was like message to future me five years, 10 years, 15 years from now. And some of those videos are beginning to air now. So I think that was a pretty cool concept. So this is basically me talking to the future version of me. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share what I'm going through right now, my current thoughts in life at 28 years old. I turned 29 December 1st here in 2023. So this is how I view life. Here's where I'm winning. Here's where I'm struggling. And it'll be interesting for me to come back to this episode later on and see what I was right on, uh, where I was super off. And then we can all point and laugh at me if that is required. <laughs> so topic number one, business predictions. I'm recording this on the first day, October 1st of Q4, 2023. So my intention over the next six months specifically is to go all in on marketing and advertising for the Action Academy. So right now, we've gotten a very great organic demand. We've gotten up to over 200 members for the community itself. And the podcast is averaging about, you know, 3000 downloads per episode. So we're we're creeping up on that, you know, 100,000 download a month mark. So that's where we're currently at. For the profitability of the business, we're looking at a clear path to seven figures a year right now. So we've already got that mapped out. If we do what we're doing right now, we don't change anything. We will hit the million dollars a year mark here very soon, which is awesome. But this is also something I struggle with a lot because some feedback I get on the podcast is that I talk about the business too much when I'm interviewing guests. And some people say that it's fine. But you know, I don't know what the correct answer is because whenever I'm interviewing guests, guys, I'm going to be honest with you, like doing this show is really, really hard. Uh, five episodes a week is really hard. And it's important for me to keep having fun with it. And so when I'm talking to these guests and I have this like one shot, one opportunity <laughs> to seize everything you ever wanted uh, moments with these, you know, 100 millionaires or billionaires and stuff, it's like, I want to ask them about my business. I'm sorry. I just really do. And so there's part of me that feels really, really proud of myself and the team that we've built um, at Action Academy to be able to do go from zero to a million dollar ARR in one year. First year of business. First business I've ever done. That's insane. But on the flip side of that, I also feel a little bit of imposter syndrome. And here's why. So for those of you that are new to the show that haven't been following me, I sold all my real estate. Like I do not own any more assets anymore. I sold it all. I'm sitting on cash and all I'm focused on is the community. All I'm focused on is Action Academy. It's all I do. It's all I think about when I wake up in the morning, when I go to bed at night. I'm recording this on a Sunday. I don't stop. Like Every single day, this is what I think about. If you guys go back and listen to Aaron Amuchastegui's keynote speech that he did at our Costa Rica event, 
he was talking about in life, you get a handful of swings, like of pitches straight down the middle where you've got these opportunities to change your life, your family's lives, the lives of others at scale. And then we only have a handful of these opportunities throughout our entire life. And I view the Action Academy as that pitch down the middle of the plate where I'm like, this is it. Like nobody else is doing this. I can do this. I can put 100% of my effort onto it because I don't know how many of you guys have joined Facebook groups, communities, all these. Most of them are terrible. Most of them are so ungodly bad. You join a group with like 4,000 members and 27 people are talking. Like there's just 27 people. And even those 27 people aren't doing much of anything. So there's no culture. There's no application process. There's no standards to enforce. There's no rules of conduct. So what you get is a really crappy experience. So a massive point of pride for us at Action Academy is me, Caitlin, and the team track engagement. So we have an 83% weekly engagement. That's our average for the entire year. So what we do is we have an entire team that tracks what every single person does because we want to see that they're making a reasonable effort. You know, life happens, death happens, divorce happens, all these things happen. But we want to see, are they making an effort? Are you trying? So we track who's making calls, who's not making calls, who's on the Facebook page, who's responding to the DM introductions that we're making with other members. Like we track every single movement within the community um, because like what you're paying for is not only access to amazing people, but access to amazing people that are doing things. So at face value, this may sound insane, but if you have a bunch of people that aren't doing anything, then we literally kick them out and refund them. So I just kicked out three people that were inactive for like six months. And we first lead with empathy. We're saying, hey, you know, what's going on? How can we help? Um, is there any way we can provide additional value? And then if it's still like crickets, then I'll just refund whatever period of time they were in the group, kick them out, gone. And also on our intro calls, we decline about 30 to 40% of applicants because it's just not a fit yet. So there's parts of me that wonder if that's the right move in the long term. Um, I think it is right now. That's my hypothesis is that by growing slower and building a very strong culture and systems and standard of excellence today for the first 500 to 1,000 members, that will compound and build on itself later in the future. So I'm sacrificing... Um, more members today in order to build a stronger and better experience. So the questions I'm asking constantly are, how can I be a lighthouse out in the harbor, calling the ships in saying, we have your people, you are safe here. Like you're out there in the harbor, you're making six figures, you're a high performer, you're killing it in your job. You look at your boss's boss, you listen to the podcast, you're like, holy crap, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be this. I need an escape. I don't have anyone around me to support. Like, I want to be the lighthouse that says, hey, we got you. Like, we will help you change your life. We're here. And so to call the ships into harbor from that perspective, but to also call all the best, you know, coaches and mentors and investors, because a lot of these investors that are listening to the sound of my voice right now, you guys are the best at your field, whether it's multifamily, Airbnb, commercial real estate, buying businesses. But you don't want to make TikToks. You don't want to market and create distribution and content and media. That sounds like a living hell to you. So I'm like, bro, come here. <laughs> like, girl, come here. I got you. Like, we will give you everything that you need to thrive and be able to coach and provide value and teach and impact lives and we'll compensate you. So I want to be that lighthouse out in the harbor. And because of that, this is all I focus on 24-7. And so I can't even think about real estate. I can't even think about buying any other businesses right now. Like this is it. So my prediction right now, black and white on the podcast, I'm calling my shot. 
I think Action Academy is doing over 30 million a year within the next five years. Because for the next five years, this is my life. This is all I'm doing for the next five years is focusing on growing this and building the team, hiring rock stars and attracting talent. This is all I'm doing. So that is my prediction. And then I think fast forward 10 to 20 years, I can see us being at the Ramsey media level to where we have a conglomerate with channels, podcasts, all this different stuff talking about passionate income. And I think it's a $100 million plus organization across all these different departments, all these different people. That's what I see. I see this giant office building for Action Academy. Um, That's what I see in the next like 10 to 20 years. Sorry, guys, this is what I'm most passionate about. The rest of the stuff will be a lot quicker. But the struggle that I'm going through right now is hiring. So I'm really, really good at painting the vision for all of this. As you guys can see, I just went off on a tangent. Um, But what I'm really bad at is like the technical interviewing process to where you're sitting down and you're face to face with a candidate and you're saying, okay, like here are the questions that I'm going to ask to really get to the core root and essence of who you are to make sure that you're an actual rock star. So the good news is that we're attracting talent to where I had 271 applications for my executive assistant position that I'm hiring for currently. And uh, we've got that down to the final list right now. And so that's very, very cool. But now this is just a skill set that I need to build. So if any of you guys have any recommendations, books I can read, seminars I can go to, classes I can take to really get to become a master at hiring and doing the interview process and just making this a wonderful experience for everyone, uh, please send my way. You can uh, shoot me a DM at Brian Lubin on Instagram or wherever, because this is something that I need to learn because as we progress, people and people and people are going to be more important. I'm excited to come back to this episode a year from now, two years from now, five years from now and be like, oh man, this is when I started doing interviews because I literally just did my first couple of interviews <laughs> like the last week. And so this is going to be a cool benchmark. So now let's get into some beliefs. Um, so I have this quote that I really like where it's strong beliefs loosely held. So I believe all these following items to the core of my being in essence and soul, but I will change my opinion when presented with new information that makes more sense. And I got that ability by traveling around the world and seeing so many different perspectives, so many different ways of living. So uh, strong beliefs loosely held is a favorite quote of mine. I believe that life hoards rewards and grants them to those that have clarity. So life hoards rewards and grants them to those that have clarity. So 90% of people don't get what they want. And they live this existence where it's kind of just bouncing around in limbo and just reacting to everything that gets thrown at them. But the 10% of people that have clarity, like they get outsized returns. It's like life takes all the hopes and dreams of the 90% and gives them to the 10% that actually are bold enough to just sit down, take the time to establish what the hell you want. So I have grace and I have empathy for people that uh, you talk to for the first time and they don't know what they want. They don't know who they are. They've never taken the time. And then you say, hey, you should change that. Like, here's what you should do. And then six months goes by, years go, a year goes by, and they still don't know what they want. I have no patience for that. Um, I cut those people out of my life ruthlessly. uh, A lot of people. I think this is probably the major metric upon which I base my respect for you as a person off of is, do you know what you want? I don't care if you want the same things that I want or if you have different opinions than me. I want you to have opinions. I want you to have an idea of what the heck you want out of life. And you may just not want to buy a bunch of real estate, buy a bunch of businesses. You want to just Maybe it's just you want to work your job. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I respect that. I just don't respect indecision. 
Another struggle I have is strengths and weaknesses. So some may not know this, but your greatest weakness is your greatest strength overused. Your greatest weakness is your greatest strength overused. I got that advice years ago, and it's really rang true for me. So here's some examples that apply in my life. So I'm a very confident person. Um, I just am confident in everything that I do, and that's a strength. But when it's overused, that becomes arrogance, right? And so you have to check yourself, and you have to be like, okay, whoa, humility, bring that back in. So that's a daily thing. Um, Drive and ambition is probably the thing that I'm most proud of about myself. But that also leads to impatience and lack of ability to stay present in the present moment. So, you know, greatest strength becomes your greatest weakness. So then I become restless and I can't enjoy what's in front of me because all I'm thinking about is what's a year, five years, 10 years in the future. So that's something I'm actively working on. Um, Here's another example for people that don't struggle with any of this stuff. And they're like, man, all I want to do is just help other people. All you think about is other people. That's awesome. That's the greatest gift. You're an absolutely wonderful human being. But the greatest weakness of that is that you tend to get walked over and become a people pleaser. And then people tend to take advantage of you. I've folks in my family like that, you know, where it's like they give the shirt off their back to others, but then others start, start to take advantage of them and they don't stick up for themselves. So your greatest weakness is your greatest strength overused. Another belief I have is that of mountaintop moments in life. I have had a couple of these mountaintop moments where I got everything I ever wanted multiple times so far in life, and I've written things down on paper, and they've come true over and over again. So that's where my confidence comes from, is from doing it over three years now. It's just like I wrote it all down, and it happens. and I keep writing things down that keep happening. So I believe in that process now. And it's just the mountaintop moments aren't the answer to happiness. It's all the stuff in between the mountains. It's the climb up the mountain that is the best part. So I have to remind myself daily to be grateful and to have gratitude because if I'm not intentional about it, I keep putting my head down and just grinding and grinding to the next thing. And then you just become desensitized to everything. Like I'm going to Iceland in two weeks from recording this and I don't have that much of an emotional reaction to it because it's become normal. And I'm like, hold on a second. This is not normal. Like none of this is normal. And so I need to rein that back in and say, okay, like we need to be grateful for what we've built here and what we've created because I have to remind myself back when it would be a Monday or Tuesday, whenever you're listening to this, and I was waking up at 5 a.m. to go deliver uniforms to people and like ride in a box truck with my service rep to go make sure somebody had the right size pants at CentOS. Um, cause I was a uniform sales rep and it's just, I remember doing that and I have to like sometimes bring myself back to that to remind myself of, you know, how far we've come. There's a great book on this called the gap and the gain, uh, for people that are unfamiliar uh, by Ben Hardy. He's coming on the show here in a couple of weeks. And this concept talks about comparing where you are today versus where you started from, as opposed to a future ideal. So this is something I actively have to do. I read that book a couple of times a year. So I think it's about time to reread it. <laughs> Another belief I have is that everything that you want in life is available when you switch it from me to we. When you stop focusing on you and you start focusing on others, that's the cheat code to life. Everything unlocks. So whatever you want out of life, you can have. But I'm just saying you will get it faster and more abundantly when you bring other people along for the ride and you do it in service of them 
instead of service of use. So it's like everything I get now is a byproduct of helping others. Matt King, a friend, a mentor of mine that is the CEO of GoBundance right now, he has this quote that he always says at events where he's like, how can I best serve you? Like, how can I best serve? And I say that all the time now. So I shamelessly stole that from Matt and I do it all the time. So people in Action Academy, I'm like, how can I serve you? And I truly mean it because I just really want to help other people. And of all the ways of making money and getting fabulously wealthy, what a wonderful way to get fabulously wealthy, happy and successful uh, by helping other people become fabulously wealthy, happy and successful. Because then all of you are together. And there was this magical moment in Costa Rica when we were at the big old house and we had everyone there. I was just like, this is so much more fun than just traveling. I was like, traveling with all these people and having these great conversations and like there was so much fulfillment. Oh my gosh. It was one of the highlights of my life up to this point. There's another documentation moment. Uh, Brian, in the future, you just hosted an event in Costa Rica, your first one ever for 42 people. And I know at this point you're probably hosting for hundreds or thousands of people. So it's going to be cool for me to play this soundbite later uh, years from now. So I predict that as well, that we'll have thousands of people in a room. If you guys have made it this far, you're invested. So now I'll share the personal stuff. Uh, My relationship. There was a point in my life um, a year ago where I thought that I had met the woman that I was going to marry and have babies with. And I was like more sure of that than anything in my life. I was like, this is it. Like I did it. And I was so proud of myself because I came from a really broken family and I didn't know like what love looked like. I didn't know what a healthy relationship looked like. And so my entire life, I felt like in college, I was just an asshole. And I thought that I would never be able to know what that felt like or be a good boyfriend or be a good husband or be a good dad in the future. And then I met her and I learned that I could be. And so it's just like life happens for us, not to us. And that multi-year relationship really taught me uh, that I could really be a good partner. I could be a loving and sympathetic and empathetic and caring partner that puts somebody before me and really feels deeply and loves deeply and goes above and beyond. Like, I can do that. And I never saw that growing up. So I was just like, oh, man, I've got this. And so it's been a wild year. You know, it takes a while to get over a breakup. And it's like, I'm over it on paper, you know. But I heard this quote, and I think it rings true where it says you're never fully over your last person until you meet the one. And so it's just, for me, dating has been difficult, not because of lack of optionality, but because that's just what I'm looking for now. I'm looking for, you know, my person, um, someone where I'm just like, I can take over the world with, and that's there with me for what's about to happen. And we can travel the world. We can do all this stuff. We can have kids Um, because man, everything I do, uh, this action Academy, the podcast and all this, if we want to bring it back to be technically selfish, um, everything I do in wealth building is so when I have kids, I can be the father that I didn't have and I can be present and I can throw the baseball, throw the football with my son. You know, I could take my daughter to school or pick her up and go to the dance recitals and all of that stuff. And, you know, it's really interesting for me. There's so many people in Action Academy that are having brand new kids or become brand new parents. And and so it's just really fun for me to watch. And I'm just like, fuck, like I'm really like I'm contributing to that for them. And so it's kind of bittersweet for me because I'm like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. that I get to like help them like be that. 
you know, I get to provide the environment. Like we get to provide the environment for them to have that in their family. And, uh, I'm just like, man, I'm like, where's mine? You know, like when's it coming? So remember what I said about like ambition and vision and patience. So it's like, I've got it all written out. I've got what she, who she is, what she's like. I've got it all written out. Um, and it will happen when it's supposed to happen. And it's been the greatest struggle of my life is being patient for this because everything else in my life I can write down on paper and I could talk about it in a podcast and it just appears. And, uh, fuck, I do. I'm getting emotional. Uh, I'm going to keep this in the podcast. Uh, future Brian, like I know you found her and I know it's, uh, better than you could have ever imagined, man. And, uh, go and be a great dad, dude. And it's going to be cool. Uh, <laughs> it's wild. Uh, Man, I want. I hope I listen to this when I have my first kid. I can think back to this and remember all of this time. Um, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And I know it's going to happen. So uh, the patience will be worth it. <clears throat> all right. The patience will be worth it. And uh, that kid, those kids are going to have the freaking best experience ever. Um, I got it. Um, okay, cool. So let's finish this podcast out, huh? (laughs) Five star rating and review. Um, okay. So the book, I finished the book. I'm really proud of that. Uh, Brian in the future, dude, I just wrote a freaking book, man. It's the first book that I've ever written and it took me a thousand hours to do um, it took this entire year, it took everything out of me. I edited it 19 times and it's going to release hopefully on my birthday, on my 29th birthday. Um, I don't know what impact that book's going to have on my life yet, but if it impacts even 10 people, then it's a win. Um, that's, that's a win for me. If that book impacts 10 people and I'm going to, I've got a list of a thousand people that I'm going to text personally. A lot of you listening are going to get a text message or an Instagram or Facebook message from me asking for help to promote, to promote it. And, um, that's going to be a really important milestone. I think that's going to be one of the catalysts that move us to the next level and really help people at scale. I hope people love the book. I really do. So it's going to be interesting to listen back to this and see what the reaction is to the book Um, because I gave it everything I had. So hopefully I can listen to this and replay this on the podcast years from now Uh, for people that are listening. If me in the future, I just wrote the book to write, to write, write the book, to just get it out there to people and just to help people. So like I said, if I helped 10 people, it was worth it. So I'm curious to replay this later and see how many people we helped. (sighs) Okay. Sorry, guys. I threw myself off with the uh, dad thing. Um, Mortality. I struggle with my mortality a lot. Um, I've got this fear for some reason that I can't shake that. It's just like, uh, like I'm religious. So I do believe that, you know, when I go, like go to heaven. Uh, But it's just like, I've got this fear of going too soon and not doing and not providing enough impact. You know, I don't know why I have that fear. I don't know. It's not rooted in anything. My entire family is nurses and like they don't have that fear. It's just me. I don't get where that comes from. Um, but that's something I need to work on. I may need to do a uh, a mushroom trip or a psychedelic experience or something to confront that head on 
I'm not quite sure, but um, yeah. Okay. Well, in the podcast here, <laughs> so if there's some new people that are listening. This is a bit of a non-traditional one, but um, yeah, this is for me more so than it is for you guys, candidly. And so it's going to be cool to come back to this. So that is me. That is Brian Lubin. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm going to do one at least once a year um, before each birthday. So rock and roll. I hope you guys enjoy the show. If you do, uh, please help me share it. I've, I've got all these goals for this podcast and it growing a podcast is a bitch. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. And it's just so difficult because you can't really achieve virality with a podcast. It's just all organic and it's a, it's just running a marathon, man. So it's, it's been two years. Today's two years of Action Academy right now. Uh, this is it. So I'll probably post another takeaway episode on Wednesday, probably, of how to make a million dollars from a podcast, something along those lines. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>